You're listening to Confidently She, a podcast bringing a fresh, encouraging perspective on what it means to be a woman. And while it's okay to not be okay, I believe there's a way to walk through any stage of life with a confident perspective. Hi, hello, it's Rebecca. And I realize that there are like 2,000 people listening to this podcast every week. So explain to me how I only have like 70 reviews and ratings on iTunes. I know you guys are listening to this on your podcast app on your phone right now. It would be amazing. It would be amazing if you took four seconds to leave, I don't know, a few stars on your review. I want it to be honest. I'm not going to ask for a five-star review if you don't think it is worthy of five stars, but that'd be great if you do. And leave a review, like, tell me what you like about the podcast so that I can give you more of that. And that's so when another woman is typing in the search bar, you know, confidence podcasts, this one comes up to the top because iTunes is smart and they know which podcasts are good and the reviews and ratings help them figure that out and make recommendations to other women looking for truth and help in healing their hearts. So please do me a favor, do her a favor and leave a rating and review in iTunes on this podcast. It would be amazing. I would love that. I just want to take a second to read one of the latest reviews that Confidently She has on iTunes. This says, I recommend this to all my people as a single Christian woman, diabetic counselor, and a lifestyle coach. I find so much truth in all she says. I look forward to each podcast. Thank you so much for that five-star review. I think it's crazy how I, I don't have any formal training in counseling or therapy or anything like that, but all the books that I've read, all the things that I've been through, the toxic relationships, the ending an engagement, um, you know, all these all these different things that I've overcome, starting a business, um, dealing with with in law potential in law relationships, whatever, and honestly, all the time that I spend in the Word just gives me this very compassionate heart. Um, to guide women through situations that I've personally been through before. And a lot of a lot of the time when I start working with women, they will say things like, wow, you know, I've been going to counseling for three years and, and no one has ever told me this. This is so helpful. So it's interesting that coaches and therapists uh, listen to this podcast and and find a lot of truth and, and find a lot of inspiration from what I have to say because I don't have any formal education or certification around it. But what I do have is a whole lot of personal experience um, and, and that deep empathy and compassion for for you as you walk through this. So thank you so much for leaving that review. And if you want me to read your review, you have to write one. So I would love it if you went over to iTunes, left a rating and review, and maybe yours will be the next one I read. Whenever I tell people that I have a podcast, I still feel weird about it. And I met someone um, just like a, actually, she's a mutual friend. We have a good mutual friend. And I was telling her about who I am and what I do. And I mentioned this podcast and she asked me, you know, she thought it was cool that I um, 
based a lot of the the things that I share in the Bible because there is a lot of information out in the world about how to feel confident and how to love your body and how to how to build self-worth, but it's usually not based in anything more than well, you just decide that you have worth and then you just believe it and then there you go and and it's like that's it really only works if you have self-confidence to begin with. So anyway, all that to say, she asked me, what's what's like your go-to verse um, when it comes to body image and dealing with like body insecurities? And it surprised me that I didn't have an answer for her at first because I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, actually, I I don't really know off the top of my head But after I thought about it for a little bit, I was like, well, actually, the reason why I don't have a direct answer for that is because body image is not the issue. Like, it's very rare that the way you think about your body is actually the problem. That is the symptom of the problem. Having a negative body image or being self-conscious is a symptom of insecurity, a symptom of wanting love or acceptance or approval or wanting to be seen as more valuable than someone else, wanting to be seen as better than someone else. Um, Maybe it's a pride issue. So so body image is never the problem. It's the it's the symptom. So that was one thing that I shared with her, just just saying like, well, I actually you know, the Bible doesn't really talk about body image, but it does talk about the other things that are the symptom or that are the the root cause of what makes you insecure about your body. One thing that I want to talk about on this episode is is just that there are so many, <laughs> there are so many things about our bodies that we can be convinced are wrong or need to be changed and the verse that that reminds me that we don't get to decide who we are and what we are, uh, what, there are, are several, but one is from Isaiah. It's Isaiah 29, 16. It says, you turn things upside down as if the potter were thought to be the clay. Shall what is formed say to him who formed it, he did not make me? Can the pot say to the potter, he knows nothing? So really, this is just the analogy of a potter and clay. And that God made us just like a potter makes a clay pot. And and the, the pot doesn't get to decide what it is. It can say all day long that it's something else. It can talk to other pots and be like, what do you think about this? What do you like? What do you think that I should be? But they don't get to decide either. And part of it is that it's fixed. Like you don't get to change it uh, at, at a certain level. And so when when I start getting crazy thoughts about the way I should be, uh, ways of things about my body that that I f- feel the need to apologize for, or that feel like I need to to hide it or control it. I don't know. Like There are a lot of things um, about being a woman, especially, that we're just trained to 
feel shame around. And one of the biggest things that I can think of, at least right now, um, is our period, right? Like, menstruation in general is not talked about, especially, like, with with men. And I think that that's the, the thing that makes it that makes it a source of shame is that we feel we can only talk about this thing around other women. And even then, it's kind of like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. But literally, it happens. Every single woman ha- has their period, right? Like, every single woman has her period. And, and we don't feel comfortable talking about it. And I remember being raised... Um, so I have I have two brothers and two sisters and so like there were equal number of guys and girls in the house and it just was something that was like never talked about whenever I was like oh I need tampons like my dad would be like oh, I'm not part of this conversation I need to go into the other room you know and and we kind of like laughed about it but it it was definitely a thing that wasn't talked about um unless it was with my mom or with my sisters like and my, my brothers kind of were able to adopt the same the, the same perspective on it, the same approach to our periods as my dad, which was which was, I'm not part of this, I don't want to know, this is gross, and I'm I'm walking away now. And I think that there's something really sad about thinking that something that's natural about your body is gross. Um, especially when it's something that literally allows you to create life. I think that we need to start respecting our own bodies more in this area. And having a perspective of appreciation and respect and support and caring for our bodies during this, during whatever phase of our menstrual cycle we're in. Not just when, you know, you have your period and you're bleeding, but the other parts of it too. Because if you don't talk about it, if you pretend like it's not there, if you feel shame around it, if it's just this thing that you feel like you have to manage and put up with, that's really not respecting this part of your body that God made, that God specifically designed so that you, as a woman, can bring life into the world. Like, that's kind of a big deal. That That's kind of a big deal. Um, <laughs> so some might argue it's, it's like one of the most amazing things about, about the human race is, is the way that we're able to have babies and make babies and that, that it's amazing, okay? So y- even when you're not actively pregnant, when you're not growing a baby inside of your body, your body is still every single month like preparing for that to potentially happen. And I think that this also gets tied up with and I didn't expect this to become part of this episode, but I'll go there anyway, because who cares? Um, I think that birth control and trying to prevent pregnancy also plays into how we feel about our period and 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 where we're at in 
in our menstrual cycle because maybe we are trying not to get pregnant or we're trying to get pregnant or something about uh, birth control is messing with our, our period or we're trying to use birth control to control our period. And I'll just share my experience with my period and how it's changed and how I've thought about it because this really used to be something that I hated. I hated having my period. Um, I thought it was annoying. I thought it was, wasn't fair. I really thought it wasn't fair. I was like, this is this thing that I have to put up with every month. I have to manage this and figure out like when I'm going to be bleeding out of my body for five to seven days and in a lot of pain and, you know, just having to like have this added extra stress to an already stressful life. How wonderful. And then also, oh, by the way, I can't talk about it to anyone. I can't, you know, I have to like hide if I'm bringing uh, a tampon into the bathroom or at work because I don't want guys to see that I have like a, a pad in my hand as I'm going to the bathroom. And so like that that impacts your confidence, right? It makes you feel insecure. It's It's something that you're trying to hide. It's something that you feel shame about. And there's just no, there's no reason for it because what's going on in your body is natural. It's amazing. And it's it's kind of like in tune with nature. It's in tune. It helps with your own like cycle of where you're at emotionally, where you're at energy-wise, like how how much or little energy you have throughout the day. Um it it impacts everything. And I think that we don't want it to because we want to be these robot efficiency drones that are able to crank out the same amount of outputs every day, all day, no matter what else is going on. And that's just not what human beings are. It's especially not what women are. That's not how God designed us to be. We can look back to this verse in Isaiah. Can the pot says of the potter, he knows nothing. Like, are we really going to sit there and be like, yeah, I understand, God, that, like, you made women to have, like, these menstrual cycles, but I really don't want mine, so can I return it? Like, can I, can you take this back, please? Like, I really don't like it. It, that's one thing that I've had to learn to, to understand more. Okay, Lord, this is how you made me. This is part of being a woman, Show me what this means. Show me why. Show me how to do this. Show me your purpose for this. Because I don't really like it. This is annoying to me. So one of the things that I did, one of the things that was always stressful was like running out of tampons, right? It's the worst. And then you have to like ask a friend or coworker like, hey, do you have a tampon or whatever? And, and, or maybe you, I travel for work now. Sometimes I would be traveling and I wouldn't bring tampons with me. And then, oh, I would get my period. And it's like, oh, perfect. Great. Now, like everything is ruined. I have to stop everything. Go buy tampons, which I'm getting to the point where I hate tampons. I'll get to that in a bit. But it was, it was awful. And it's like, it just totally takes control of 
of your day. And so I tried, I instead of using tampons, because I was like, well, I keep running out and it's just like one more thing to manage. Um, I tried menstrual cups. And I am telling you, after using menstrual cups, I I will never use tampons again unless I absolutely, absolutely have no other choice. It is, for me, so much more comfortable because they're made of like soft silicone. And so you don't get that feeling of like dryness, which can, which can be painful. And you always have it with you. Like, yeah, it takes some getting used to, to like changing it out and whatever, but it's like, it's the same. It's, it's no more like work than using a tampon anyway. You know, like it's no, it's no less hygienic. It's no more, it's probably more hygienic actually. But anyway, so that's what I switched to. And that has really helped me just, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's helped my perspective on it because it's made it easier But also I've stopped just beating myself up over the fact that I have, that I have to deal with this. Like, like I really, I've stopped looking at it from something that I have to deal with, something that I have to put up with and started looking at it from, wow, my body is working on something. Every month, all the time, it is working on allowing life to be formed inside of me. That's pretty crazy, right? So like, rather than being annoyed with the fact that this is happening, I changed my perspective on it. And I remembered, okay, what is the purpose of this? The purpose is not to make me suffer. The the purpose is not to bog me down or to make me this an emotion this emotional wreck or whatever there there has to be a bigger purpose than this because otherwise god wouldn't have made it this way he would have made it a different way but he chose to make it this way so instead of thinking you know better why don't you reflect on it a little more and understand look at looking at my body more objectively and saying okay my body is going through something. It's working on something. And I need to be kind and patient with my body during this process. Hey, it's Rebecca. This isn't for everyone, but if you're just like, I'm so done fighting against my body. Like every morning, waking up and feeling like I just need to deal with this body again today and you've tried all the other things you've done you've done the things that everyone else is telling you that you need to do if you're just like this freaking sucks like I shouldn't have to live like this I don't want to wake up in the morning with these same thoughts I am so over all of the people telling me to love my body what does that even mean I want an actual plan actual steps someone who's done this someone who I can be totally vulnerable with and feel safe. Like they get my struggle because they've been there and they know how to get out of it. They know how to get through it without just shoving it down and pretending like it doesn't matter. I want to invite you into my one-on-one coaching program because that is where you get 
someone who can see the blind spots that you are completely unaware of, someone who can repeat your thoughts back to you in a condensed way that makes sense so that you can actually work through them and move forward. If this is something that you're like, oh, that sounds like me, go to RebeccaBiggie.com forward slash coaching. That is how you get started. That is the gateway into what would be private coaching with me one-on-one. It's not for everyone. Not everyone needs a one-on-one body confidence coach. But if you want someone in your corner, if you want that support, if you want to feel like there's somebody on your side to change the way you think when you wake up in the morning, to change how you feel as you're getting dressed, to make normal everyday things like eating and getting dressed and going to work and talking to people and having relationships normal. Because if you think about it, you're hacking your way through the Amazon jungle right now, okay? There's like, everything is in your way. I've created a path. And if you're done hacking away by yourself and you want to just surrender to heal this part of your heart, you know that this is what's been missing, you're invited to walk with me on the path. I only work with a few women every year to be that person that they can be vulnerable with and and share everything that's going on without editing themselves, without censoring it so they don't hurt someone's feelings or, or whatever. Like I get everything that you're going through. I've thought all the thoughts that you've had. I've tried all the things that you've tried. So go to RebeccaBiggie.com forward slash coaching and that's how you get started. Okay, let's get back to the episode. The same way I do when I'm sick, the same way I do if if I have a headache, I drink water, I maybe take a nap, like I do things to help heal my body. Well, why am I not doing that while I have my period? Why do I have a different annoyed perspective on myself when I'm going through my menstrual cycle? It's probably because it happens every month and apparently like this is just something that we're supposed to deal with and not have it affect us. But I think that that's really unfair. Like, I think that that is an unfair um, expectation that people have of women and that we have of ourselves that we should just go on continuing our normal, normal activities, normal energy level, normal output while, while we are having our period. Like, it, our body's going through something. And we need to respect that. And at different phases of our menstrual cycle, we have higher energy levels. And then that's when we can get a lot of things done. And cumulative over the course of, let's say, three months, we probably get the same amount of stuff done, if not more, than if we just, like, tried to power through it and, like, get the same amount done every single day. Like, that's not how we were designed to be. And so I just, there, when I started thinking about my period, not as something that is, you know, something that I have to feel like I need to hide or that I feel shame around or whatever. It's just like looking at it with respect for what it really is and for for what it means and for what my body is doing and actually like giving my body credit and not feeling bad if I am hungrier 
for like a whole week out of the month. Like that's normal. You are hungry because your body is burning energy doing stuff for your period. Like that's, that's normal. And it's not like this emotional, like, oh, women are just, you know, eating a lot when they're on their period or they're crabby or whatever. It's like, well, you know what? That's natural. That is normal. That is part of the plan when, and, and I'll tell you this, whenever I was about to get my period, when I was still with Zach, that was the time of the month where I was like, you know what? You need to leave him. This is not okay. Like, that's the time where you start really being able to have that critical eye. And that doesn't mean you're wrong. It might mean that's the thing in your life that needs to go. Once I finally listened to that, I left. And it's been great since then. But another thing that's cool, once I stopped resisting my period and started supporting my body through that and like being gentle with myself and understanding what I needed and and just like allowing myself to to be in whatever part of the cycle I was in I'm not joking I've I I'm not joking I don't have period cramps anymore like it's I I don't know if these are related or not. But I'm just saying, this is what happened. Once I stopped beating myself up over, oh my gosh, my period is so annoying. Like, I wish that I just didn't have to deal with this. And now I have to do all these things, whatever. Like, once I was just like, okay, what does my body need? What can I do to make this day a little better? You know, I switched to menstrual cups. I tried the Luna cup and actually, like, it, the silicone was a little stiff. It was a little uncomfortable. The cups were a little too big. So I actually changed to, I think it's called a lily, <laughs> lily cup. It's like a pink and it, it's, um, it like collapses down into itself and then it can go in this little disc and you can like put it in your purse or whatever. It's amazing. I really like that one. I think it's called lily Anyway, so like there are a bunch of different brands you can try out whatever one works for works for you. Um, but once I did that, it was just it was the same effect that when I started wearing high rise jeans, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's a better way. This doesn't have to be the worst thing in the world. I used to wear low cut, low rise jeans around my hips and I made, it gave me muffin tops and I was like, oh no, I'm fat. Like I, I don't fit into my jeans well and whatever, but this is the size that I wear. I just must be fat. Once I wore high rise jeans, I was like, oh my goodness, why did I ever wear these like low cut pants that made me feel fat? Like this, this makes more sense for my body. And I felt the same way when I switched to menstrual cups because it was just like, wow, this makes so much more sense. I don't have to worry about it running out. Like, it's more comfortable. It's more convenient. Like, I just, it's, it's amazing. I forget that I have my period. And I think that that's how it's supposed to be. Like, when you stop resisting these things, when you stop hating certain things about your body, when you, when you just, like, figure out how to be on the same team with your body and realize the things that it's doing for you and realize that that you're that all these things are on purpose the things about you 
your body hair, the fact that you have your period, the color of your hair, the texture of your hair, the shape of your nose, everything was on purpose made to create you by someone who's a heck of a lot smarter than than any of us. That gives me a lot of comfort. And, and when I stopped resisting all of that, it actually all became a lot easier. And I, I swear, like, I don't, I don't have menstrual cramps anymore. It is not painful for me to have my period anymore. And it's amazing. Like, it's, it's way better. And uh, like I said, I'm not like, I don't know if this is, if this is related, but I'm just letting you know that it's definitely worth trying to change your perspective on it if you feel like this is just like some curse that you as a woman have to deal with. And if people in your life are making you feel like this is something that you need to apologize for or something that makes you weak or something that makes you, um, makes the things that you are saying like not valid, if they're using it as a reason to invalidate, I don't know if that's a word, but invalidate your thoughts or your feelings. Like that just because you're having your period doesn't mean that the feelings you have aren't real. It might mean that it's bringing something to the surface that you didn't recognize before as a problem. That's a good thing. Again, all of these things are on purpose. God made you that way for a reason. He made all of all women that way for a reason. And so if we just try to figure out what that reason is and act according to the purpose behind what the thing is, maybe we'll stop hating it. I think we just have such a misunderstanding of our body. We have such a misunderstanding of our our period and our menstrual cycle. Like we don't take the time to really understand what's going on. So we just, we just hate it. It's like you hate things that you don't understand. You hate things that are different, right? Women were not supposed to be men. <laughs> men were not supposed to be women. And, and I think as a woman, we kind of have this very unique perspective on the world because we are so cyclical in our in our bodies we're so cyclical and and it's okay if you physically get bloated during your period or before your period like your body is working on something stop being so mean to it stop having these weird expectations that your body should always look the same Who's, where is that written? Who said that? That's not a thing. Like, like, that's, that's not a thing. It's just not true that you as a woman, your stomach should always look flat. No matter what is going on in your body. No matter if you have or have not had kids. Like, what? No. I think that your body should change. I think that your body should look and feel different. Like my body changes and fluctuates a lot throughout the month. Like I I just got done with my period and now my stomach is like much just feels much more slim, much more flat, like from the inside. And then it looks kind of that way from the outside. But last week I was feeling super fat and gross. And that's just the way it is. Like, and but I wasn't like going to be mean to myself about it. I, I, 
whatever. Like, understand and appreciate the things that your body is doing and realize that just because you think your body should look a certain way or you think that you should feel a certain way or you think that you should be able to perform at the same level every single day, week in, week out, like, you're wrong. Even God had to rest one day. I don't know if he had to, but he wanted to, you know? It's like, He created the world, and on the seventh day, he rested. So either that means God prioritizes rest and thinks that rest is important, or it means that he was tired and he needed a break. But I really don't think that the second one is true, because he's God, so I don't think that he gets tired. But just remember that everything about you, everything about the way that you look, the way that your body is shaped, So often we try to change the things about ourselves that that that's the part that God designed to be uniquely us. My body's shape is not going to change. I can lose weight. I can gain weight. I can can do that. But like the shape of my body, the way it carries weight, that this is the way it is. Like I have bigger legs, a little bit wider hips, thinner Um, upper body, smaller boobs. That's just who I am. And it would take a lot of effort for me to change that. And I just don't, it's just not like, and for what? It's just not worth it to change these things about ourselves that are created on purpose. And especially when it comes to like the functioning of your body, like your period and so many other things that we feel guilty or shame around. It's like, it's okay to talk about something that is normal and natural. It happens to every woman. You should feel comfortable at least talking about that with, I mean, with your husband for sure. Um, and just like in general, like with other women, but then I don't know, just in general, like I think we need to normalize it more and, and remember like the the weight of of what it really is because i think that like our menstruation cycle is really cool and if we take the time to understand our body more and stop resisting what's going on and trust that it is a good thing we can we can kind of like build our not our life around like where we're at in our menstrual cycle but what it, we can use that information to inform um, certain parts of our life. So like if you are feeling really creative, you can be like, oh, this is that I'm at this part of my menstrual cycle and now I can like work on this project and I can get a lot of things done. And then set your expectations according to what is going on in your body because like whether or not you like it, it's happening. So you may as well take the time to understand it and remember that it's on purpose It's on purpose and it is for your good. Just like everything else that God designed you to be. 